One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You got to work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. These are the confessions of a workaholic. 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 Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This episode is brought to you by Work University. Work U is the online clubhouse that connects women of color to the resources that they need so they can stop living paycheck to paycheck and start living the life of their dreams. For enrollment information, log on to workuniversity.com or check the show notes below for the link. Today's episode is really exciting because we are switching things up a bit. Instead of focusing on the journey to build a business, we're talking to today's boss about making a major investment. Krista Greenlee is a North Carolina A&T alum who recently purchased a luxury condo building, um, a luxury condo building, I'm sorry, in Ghana in cash. It's so bossy that it like tongue tied (laughs) me up, okay? I stumbled across, I stumbled across, this is the power of social media, y'all. So I stumbled across um, a a post that was like a feature highlighting um, her accomplishment. And I was so impressed by this young 30, I don't even think it's 30 something, I think it's 30 on the dot, um, that I had to share I had to share her with y'all. So super excited to have you here, Krista. Are you ready to confess? Yes, I am ready. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So you've been traveling to Ghana um, since you were 18, which is 12 years. What Mm -hmm. first led you there um, initially? 
Um, so I went with my university. I went with A&T. Um, we actually, it was me and four other students. It was my freshman year and we started collecting children's books. Um, so we organized this whole literacy project. Um, one of my professors during that time was actually from Ghana and um, he was in contact with the school and they needed books computers and they really just needed like a whole library built at their school so we started the the legwork collecting books um collecting um basketballs and coloring pencils writing utensils just every all those school supplies children need and then we were like wait how are we going to get it over there so we went to the chancellor of our university and he was like, I'm behind y'all 110%. And then he sent all, all five of us to Ghana. And then that's where I fell in love with the country, the people, and just everything else about Ghana. Okay, so let's pause right there because I love having the chance to interview amazing HBCU alums. Um, and, and the fact that your chancellor literally didn't just say, okay, you know, sounds good, good luck, but, you know, put you in position to be able to really pull off this project. It says so much about North Carolina um, A&T. How would you say that your time there prepared you to be able to do what you're doing now? Oh my gosh, A&T, like I don't I feel like I wouldn't be where I am now without my university experience like just from beginning to end my freshman year on up until senior year auntie you could really tell that they invest so much into their students into their students futures um because we ultimately give back you know so they want to make sure our experiences completely you know just well versed as far as giving us that opportunity to travel overseas and us not having to come out of pocket at all you know that's kind of unheard of us just kind of coming up with this project and then presenting this project to our directly to our chancellor and then for him to just be like hey okay we have some extra funds y'all can take the supplies over there yourself it, it was just that that right there kind of molded my entire university experience and not just my university experience my life like I still um, continue to do those type of things today I went to Cambodia and did the same thing a literacy project in Cambodia I did a project um, in Malawi um, where we, I went to Malawi and I bought all these flip-flops and I gave them out we called it uh, the shoe mob and one of me and my good friends Tiana, now Robinson, um, we went out there and we just had a great time just giving, you know, I just feel like you need to, to pay your way through this life on this earth by giving to others that aren't as fortunate as you. I love it. So not only um, did it provide you with like the launching pad to, you know, start these service projects but definitely put you in position with that first opportunity to travel to Ghana to be able to, um, you know, do the things that you're doing now in terms of the business and the investments. So can Absolutely. you pinpoint, because you've been going back, I'm, I don't know if it was every year since then, but you've been going back since that time. At what point did you decide to 
transition your focus from just traveling there, not necessarily for leisure, but just traveling there for other reasons to actually focus on traveling there for business purposes? Uh, so when I, so I went to teach overseas in Korea and when I got back from Korea, I really didn't have a plan. I just was there in Korea. I saved up a lot of money. I moved back to the States and I just got like a part-time job. Right. And so, um, after that, I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do with money that I've saved up? So I end up becoming a flight attendant. And um, from there, I was never at my apartment. So I was like, you know what? I'm tired of paying rent for somewhere I'm never staying. So I moved back in with my parents. And from there, I was able to save so much money just in two and a half years moving in with my parents saving so much money. And I was like, Hey, why not invest this money into something that can make me some passive income? So I really just jumped into it. I went to Kenya, um, Mombasa, and I was looking at property there. Me, my dad and my sister went, um, but we just realized it was just too far, you know? Um, and then me going to Ghana so much, I started looking into Ghana and it like literally fell in my lap. Like, you know, I just did the legwork to try to, you know, make sure everything was legit. Um, talk to the developer, really build a relationship there. And here we are today. I just, you know, it's Ghana has, it's such an untapped market and there's so many opportunities there in Ghana and there's so much room for growth and while I was traveling back and forth, you know, to Ghana, I was staying at Airbnbs. So, you know, I was like, wait, I could do this too. And mm -hmm. it was just little things at these Airbnbs that I was like, oh, I wish they kind of had this. Or, you know, those like little Western um, little aesthetics that we like, you know, just certain things. And so that's why I was like, hey, I'm going to purchase my own unit. And I'm going to give, you know, black travelers or Western travelers everything that we seek out in Airbnbs. So that's my goal. Um, right now we're at the stage. They're putting down floors and windows now. So it's not finished yet, but this is a brand new building. Um, I have one unit within the 24 unit building. And uh, my plan is just to Airbnb it and make some passive income. Can we just pause at the fact that you, and I don't even want to say put your pride aside because it really just made sense for you to cut the expenses and move back in with your parents. That is one thing that is, is not, um, I guess, celebrated and supported and offered enough as an option, especially in our community, because right. it's, you know, we feel like, you know, we can't go back home. We can't, I can't live with my mama. Like I cannot, once you've taken that step forward, it feels like I'm not about to take two steps back. But if you could mm -hmm. look at the big picture and right. really think about, you know, what you could do with a lump sum versus trying to piece together some pennies, it just mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, so exactly. shout out to you, kudos for, you know, being <laughs> able to do that because it really is, you know, if you have that option for anybody out there listening, 
if that's an option for you, now, of course, it's not an option for everyone, but if mm-hmm. it's an option for you, um, definitely consider how we can start consolidating. And if it's not your mama, move in with, like, I've seen, I've seen um, women that are best friends, single moms moving in together to right. share expenses, to split the cost. Like, it makes no sense for us to be spending the money that we spend just to literally live when we right. have to. So I right. love that. Um, and then you you really like positioned yourself to be able to flip that money, which is really what, you know, you're going to be able to do as um, as an investment. So mm-hmm. one thing that you mentioned um, is just that how, how untapped Ghana is. And I've heard this several times. So what would you say are like some misconceptions or little known facts about doing business in Ghana or on the continent, period? Um, let's see. Little misconceptions. I would say, honestly, I feel like everyone is scared of being scammed. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, well, I don't want to be scammed. And you know, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. You always hear that, that same story. Um, but as long as you really do the research and really like, um, get to know people, then you're fine. The other misconception is, oh, you have to be a citizen to um, make a purchase. That's not true at all. Um, A lot of the Airbnbs I stayed at, they were actually owned by uh, British people or, you know, people from all over. It was a few um, Ghanaian Americans that had places that I rented from as well. You do not have to be a citizen to purchase a place. So, okay, so, so that was going to bring me ones. to my next question. That was going to be my next question because I wanted to know like what what you would say like it really takes to get started. Um just in terms of like the paperwork or um everything to actually be able to do business. If you mm-hmm. aren't required to be a citizen, what is the requirement or process like? The biggest thing that you need is that cash money on hand (laughs) honestly that's the biggest thing um a lot of african countries they they don't operate on a credit base you know credit basis you have to have the cash like you have to come with at least 30 percent of the cost of the entire um house or unit or apartment or whatever you're trying to buy you need to come with at least 30 percent um of the total price. So you really do need that cash flow. They do have financing opportunities, but the interest rate is so high that it's just, you know, I I wouldn't suggest doing that because it's just you're going to end up paying an extra $20,000 on top of, you know, whatever the price of your um purchase would be. So there are financing opportunities, but but it's probably not worth it. It's not worth it, no. So move back home, move in with a roommate, two years, Two years, years. that's all it takes, and you can literally set yourself up. Yes. For real, for real. Um, So I know you're still, like, in the thick of this. Like, I know you are in the process right now, but so far, what is something that you've had to learn the hard way that you wish someone would have shared with you? Um, I would say doing business, um, in with other cultures could be, especially when you're a woman, <laughs> it can kind of, you know, 
be a little frustrating. Um, you know, here in the States, we're kind of used to what we want and we're getting what we want. Like, oh, I don't want that. Can you switch this out? You know, we kind of have it our way. <laughs> so um, doing business in another country where it's kind of, you know, male dominant, it is male dominant. And being a woman, a young woman, you know, people kind of look at you like they don't really, at first they don't take you serious. Um, so you just, especially being a woman, you have to put your foot down. That That's all I would have to say about that. Like just, you know, making sure you get everything that you're wanting and don't let up. So aside from Ghana, you are like a worldwide traveler. What are some lessons um, that you think that travel has taught you that you otherwise wouldn't know? Oh, wow. Um, To be aware of your surroundings. That is the biggest thing. Like I moved overseas when I was 21 and, you know, just being out there on my own, I, I really had to grow up fast like wait you know hold up I'm in another country by myself let me make sure I'm not you know going to get kidnapped or robbed or just being aware of your surroundings and making sure you have you know all your ducks in a row it's been so many so many times I can remember um losing my wallet in Korea I I was literally scanning out of the subway station and I dropped my wallet. I thought I put it in my crossbody bag, but it fell out. It had my social security number in it. Like it had all my information in it. And, you know, boom, now somebody, I don't even, I have no idea who has it and they could do so many things with that. So um, being aware of your surroundings, making sure that you just stay vigilant the whole time when you're traveling. So I've taken that with me moving back to the States and being here. And I just make sure that I'm always in a safe environment. So that would be the biggest thing that I've learned traveling. Okay. So last thing for someone who has, you know, literally, cause people travel, but, but living abroad is like a different right. experience. So what are a couple of, travel tips or travel hacks that you can share things that you literally only know this because you've had so much experience like what are some things that you do that saves you time or saves you money that might be able to help someone um let's see so having those travel toiletries and your travel makeup bag that'll save you some time um i am team carry on (laughs) i make sure really even internationally yes even (laughs) I just make sure everything I'm packing I'm going to wear you know we go on these trips and we'll go for five days and people have these two big roller board bags they're checking two bags and they have a carry-on and they have a backpack and I'm like where are you going you know just honestly, you, need options. <laughs> you do need options, but you need your five staple outfits <laughs> and that's it. Like you and don't have one to pair of shoes. so much. I mean, or I'll are you the shoes that you are traveling in. So I'll, I'll do like uh, sandals and like uh, maybe one pair of heels and that's it. 
That's it. And a, a pair of sneakers. But you can really just pack what you need instead of overpacking. I'm going to sleep on that one. So for my listeners who would like to follow your journey um, and your travels, where can they find you on social media? Okay, my Instagram is keeping up with Vava. That is V-A-V-A. And um, I have all of my posts as far as, you know, investing in Ghana um, on my Instagram. I'm not really on Facebook like that. So just Instagram. <laughs> just Instagrammer. <laughs> this yeah. has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You yes. already have everything you need to get everything you want if you're willing to work for it. I love you. See you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.